I, uh, I was uh, speaking the last few weeks on a, a series called Passionate. And uh, I, I love this because I, I love seeing people who no longer see worship as a duty, who no longer think of prayer as something they have to do, but it's a delight. It's a delight. It's a joy to worship. It's a joy to pray. It's, it, it's a joy to live in purity. And so uh, with this, uh, I, I want to I say that we, you know, the first week we talked about prayer. And prayer, we must make that our first response and not our last resort. And that's, that was the message that we were giving on prayer. And then a passion for praise and worship. And we talked about that. Uh, we give God what he deserves and not what we feel he deserves, right? I know we, a lot of times we like to come to church, and some of us have been taught to be quiet and reverent and to bow when we enter into the doors. And I, I, I don't believe there's anything wrong with that. Uh, I think there's times when we should be quiet. Selah. There are times when we should bow before the Lord. I get all that. But the, the Bible also talks about shouting with our voices. The Bible talks about clapping our hands. The Bible talks about symbols. And then it goes on to say, and loud sounding symbols. Can I get a witness in the house, somebody? And, and so we, we see this book of Psalm. It's like 150 of them. And in, in the biggest book of the Bible, it, it, it tells us some very demonstrative things that we can do to praise the Lord. And then the next week we talked about purity. And purity is so important because we don't want to be a voice that mimics what the world society says should be the voice. Uh, we, we don't want to just be an echo, but we want to be the voice of God, which is a big difference, right? The, the voice of God is, is spoken through this. If you don't believe in this, then you don't have a foundation. I was reading in uh, uh, my during my Bible studies uh, in the mornings. I like to get up early first thing, and um, and and I, I was uh, reading about someone who was an atheist, and they said, "I'm so jealous of the Christians because they have somebody who can take away their sin." Think about that. That's pretty cool. That they were jealous. Because there was somebody who could forgive them. Aren't you glad you know his name today? His name is Jesus Christ. I, I love him. And then last week was Mother's Day. And of course you got to hear Evangelist Kim Switzer speak. She did a great job. The thing that really uh, hit home for me, and I, I, I love this, this, this quote, the hurt may not have been your fault, but the healing is your responsibility. ah, That brings out the old fire in me. So that was last week. And today I want to talk about, and and Lord willing, I want to wrap this series up because these are the things that you'll see the most that the Bible is passionate about. Prayer, praise and worship, Purity and, and the last one that the Bible speaks a lot about and as the voice of God, and we opened up the scripture with it today, is a passion for people. A passion for people. A lot of you know 
um, what our uh, vision statement is. It's love God, love people, make a difference in the world. We put it on the wall when you walk in, and hopefully that's one of the first things that you see. That should be our heartbeat. That, that should be our delight. We love people. Why should we love people? Well, church should never be a place just to go and have church. Church should be a place where people can come like a hospital and get healed. That's what we need to stay focused on. Aren't, first of all, aren't you glad that God loves you? That's number one. And I'm glad that God loves me. But God's not just in love with us. He so loved the world, right? So he, he loves everybody. So he doesn't want anyone to perish, but he wants everyone to have everlasting life with him. So God so loves the world. Let, let's read it again, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Anything that God is passionate about, I want to be passionate about. And we need to do anything and everything we can short of sin to reach as many people as we can through the gospel. And Paul said in Acts 20 and verse 24, Paul was, Paul was speaking and he said, but my life is worth nothing. And, and if you want to read something really sad, if, you, if you're feeling down, you want to read something sad and to, to look at someone else's life. Paul was saying goodbye to people and they, they said, they were so saddened at the end of Acts 20, not just because he was getting on the ship, but he said they would never see his face again because he knew he was going to his death. He, he just, something that he felt and that he knew. Uh, let's backtrack that. Let's, let's go back to verse 24. But he said this before he left these people who would never see his face again. But my life is worth nothing to me. Notice this, unless I use it. You have to use your life, don't you? Unless I use it, how? For finishing the work assigned me. Everyone say, the work assigned me. We have a work that is assigned to us. Matthew 28 and 19. Go make what? Disciples. Everyone say, disciples. So we've got a work that's assigned to us. Who's it by? By the Lord Jesus. What is this work about? Well, Paul goes on to say, the work of telling others. Everyone say others, because that's a key word. Telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. The wonderful grace of God. So how do we have passion for people? And I want to share with you some ways that we can do this. And, and the first thing I, I want you to remember that a life not lived for others is not a life. And if you want to jot that down, that's a good thing to jot down. A life not lived for others is just not a life. Because if you're only to yourself, you're an island. And God has not called us to be an island. He's called us to be a nation. You are a holy nation. It's that royal priesthood thing the Bible talks about. So you want not only just to be about you and yours, but them and theirs. And, it, and it's about reaching other people. And, and I want to be very kind about this, 
But maybe sometimes if we get so discouraged a lot and we're so bored all the time, even if we're hurting all the time, maybe we're a little too focused on ourselves. Think about it. Because I'm going to tell you the times that I've kind of been down and thinking how bad my life might be at the moment, which isn't very often, but sometimes that does happen. I realize that when I go to Lowe's, and I, before I even go inside, I, I start talking to my peeps. I talk to the people that work there. I talk to this lady that, that gave her life to the Lord because I like Lowe's. And I realized when I go there, I don't even look for stuff when I get inside because I'm so busy ministering to the people that work there. And I, I just find joy and I get lifted up. Then I go Christmas shopping. I like that, I like that, and I like that. I don't need a thing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I don't need a thing, but I like everything. Can I get a witness? Am I the only person that does that? I don't need anything, but I want everything. But anyway, that, that, that's when self-control comes into play. When I get unfocused on what's bad in my life, and I start talking to other people, and I realize... This one girl, I've been talking to her, and she said, I, I haven't been able to go to church because they make me work on Sundays. And she said, I just have to watch it online. I'm working Saturdays and Sundays. And, and, and she said, would you pray for me? She said, my attitude is just horrible with people right now. She said, I need to go to church. <laughs> I would tell you what church she goes to, but you would recognize the church. And I said, you know what? I'm going to pray for you. And I came back a, a couple of days later, and I said, hey, called her by her name. And I said, how are things going? Are, are you feeling better? And she said, thank you so much for asking and praying. She said, I, I am just so much better. I, I feel like God has just really ministered to me. And she said, instead of hating the people that are coming to me, asking all these questions about stuff that I don't really know everything about, she said, I, I have a compassion for them. And she said, God has really helped me. And, and you know, and it just feels good to help somebody else, doesn't it? When, when you're, you're helping someone else and and uh, they, they have blessed our church over the years, Lowe's has, and I'm thankful for them. And uh, so every so often, uh, I feel the Lord prompting me to go to Round Rock Donuts and blessing these people with some Round Rock Donuts. And there may be one or two missing out of the box. I'm not really sure how that happened, but it was God who told me to buy them. So just say it. And they're so appreciative. They're so appreciative. Um, I don't know what your situation, what you're facing, but I do know it, it's real. And I know that you're facing some, some real challenges. But our life is not about us. It, when, when God says, you know, I, I want you to reach the world. I, I want you to make disciples, baptizing them. I found out, the more you give your life for others, the more you actually find life. And when, when I, when I uh, talk to these people, for example, at Lowe's, that, that's my mission field. That's, anyway, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, 
My mission field is Lowe's. And the other one is the beach ministry in Florida. I have two mission fields in life. And I love both of them. But uh, I got to get my mind off the beach ministry right now. I'm going to go back to Lowe's. But there's just something about when I talked to this this one lady that uh, her husband was sick and uh, they thought he was going to die. And uh, she said, would you pray for my husband? And I said, we don't, we don't know if he's going to live. And I said, absolutely. She told me what was going on. And, and it sounded impossible, really. In, in the natural, there, was, there wasn't anything really the doctors were going to be able to do. And I called her by her name. And I said, I'm going to pray. I said, I know right now you've got a manager that's standing right over there. So I'm not going to pray with you right here and right now. But I said, I'm going to go out into the parking lot and I'm going to pray. And when I saw her again, uh, the next, I think it was in two weeks after that, um, I asked, I said, How, how's your husband? She said, well, he's home from the hospital and the doctors don't understand it, why, he, why he's better. I said, now, it wasn't because of me and my prayers. It's because of the power of Jesus Christ that raised that man from a deathbed in a hospital. But because I was obedient and I prayed and we were in agreement together through, and what I feel right now all over my body, the power of the Holy Ghost comes upon us and we're able to do things through the spirit realm that would never be able to happen had it not been we agreed upon it. And I'm telling you, she, I, I, I just talked to her again the other day and she said, she was telling me about how her husband's in a different faith than she is. And she said, I don't do all that stuff anymore. She goes, I'm so glad that, that I, don't, I don't have to talk to somebody to ask them, to some man to forgive me of my sin. I just go directly to Jesus Christ. I said, you preach it, girl. <laughs> and it's so much fun. And I find so much life uh, working with these individuals and and, and now there's a new person working there, and uh, it's another lady. She's, uh, she's got grown kids, and uh, she went through a bad divorce. And she said, you know, she said, I'm a believer. I believe in a higher power, but I don't believe you have to go to church. And it, you know what happened in my head? You know what I said in my head? Challenge accepted. <laughs> and I have been working on her. I believe with all of my heart, she's going to be sitting here one of these days. We're not going to give up on anybody. And no, you don't have to come to Life Church to be saved, but it sure helps if you'll come to church. So the more you give your life for others, the more you find life. So what are we going to do when you feel like your passion has died out? Or you feel like Maybe the fire of evangelism in your life has gone out. You say, well, you know, I'm getting older. I don't, I'm not able to do some things. Well, you know what? God doesn't say, well, it's okay if you're lukewarm. God doesn't say that, does he? No, he, he doesn't say, oh, it's, it's all right if you don't feel like worshiping. It's okay if you don't want to live in purity. He doesn't say that. It's okay if you don't want to make disciples. No. In fact, I want to show you... a. Uh, New Testament verse, Revelation chapter 2, starting with verse 4. He actually, this is one of the last things Jesus says in the Bible 
And he's actually confronting the church, you and I. And this is what he's saying. Listen to this, Revelation chapter 2 and verse 4 and 5. Yet I hold this against you. Ah, that's not very comfortable, is it? When Jesus is speaking to you and to I, and he's saying, yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. It's getting heavy, isn't it? Consider how far you have fallen. I think that's an interesting word because we know one who fell from the heavens. Consider how far you have fallen. And then he tells us what to do. Repent. What is repentance? It's a mind change. It's a turnabout face. Repent, and this is what you're supposed to do. And do the things you did at first. And I'm going to stop there because do you remember when you used to love to pray more? And you don't have to answer me. I just want you to think about it. Remember when you loved purity more? Remember when you loved to spend time in praise and worship? And do you remember reaching people more? But the fire, the passion just kind of dwindled. You fell from that place to a lower place. I think it's time that we repent if that has happened to us. Have the mind change and realize I need to do something different. Because if God loves people, then I need to reach out to people as well. And he goes on to say, remember how far you've fallen? How many have ever seen the commercial, uh, and it's been out for a very long time, it's, it's, it was something called Life Call. And, and the commercial was this woman, and, and it became very common, and it was in jokes, and uh, it, it's not very funny, but this lady was crying for help, and she said, help, I've fallen, and I can't get up. Some of you remember that commercial, and uh, yeah, it's, you know, it has been a, like in some of the jokes and humor, but it's actually real when it's you that has fallen and you cannot get up. And the older you get, the more you relate to that commercial. Ah! Those knees start weakening. The back starts hurting. You say, Pastor, you're preaching to the choir. Well, I, I get it. But there's life call. And all you have to do is press the button. And it automatically calls EMS, somebody there, to help you in your fallen state. Well, guess what? You're at LC. You're at Life Church. It's a life call. And I am pressing the button today for you because maybe you have fallen and you can't get up. But Jesus Christ says, in your weakness, I can become your strength He can strengthen you, and you can get your fire and your passion all back again. That's what I want to do. I want to fan that flame. Why? Because the world, yes, the world needs a reviver. If you and I need a reviver... How much more does the world need one? 
They need a revival of Jesus Christ. And God is the God of revival. Can I get a good amen? So what we have to do, we have to repent, have a mind change, turn and do the things that we used to do. Remember like in the old days, I want to say the old days, because I'm old enough to say that now. The old days, we used to have something called visitation. How many remember visitation? We would code call on people in neighborhoods asking them if their children would like to go to Sunday school. That would not work today. They would slam the door. First of all, they wouldn't even answer the door, possibly. And then that's just not the way to do it anymore, right? Now, since the times have changed, we can still have a passion and a flair for God. We may have to do it in a different way. I don't know about you, but I used to have a bus route as a teenager. I didn't drive it, but I I was in charge of it. How many had a bus route? Do you know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand. And raise them real high. I want to see. Good. <laughs> it was the grace of God. Nobody died. That's all I'm saying. With those buses that we had. I'm, I'm telling you, prayer held most of those buses together. And those bus routes, they, there was no AC on there. Most times there was no heat. And... In some cases, it needed an extra tire that was missing. And somehow, some people let their children go to church anyway. And we would pick them up, and we would bring them back. But I'm going to tell you, a lot of times now, that that's just not going to work. The things that may have worked a long time ago may not be the way it happens today. And what I want to do is I want us to focus as Life Church members and non-members as well, that we win one person to Christ this year. Just focus on one. If you get more than that, praise the Lord. That's great. But focus on one person that maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's someone at work. Maybe it's someone at school. Someone in your neighborhood that you've been working with, that you know is hurting. I, I want you to focus on one person. Have you ever heard the song, Lord, lay some soul upon my heart and love that soul through me. And may I ever do my part to win that soul for thee. That is a good song still because it's saying, At least, Lord, help me to win one person to Christ. And no matter how far you have fallen, no matter how much the fire has gone out, God always gives you another chance and another chance to revive that fire, to fan the flames, to get excited. Remember the Gaither song? Get all excited, go tell everybody that. Boom. Jesus Christ is King. How many's ever heard that song? Yeah, you're old like me. So let's let's try to win at least one person for Jesus Christ this year. But I don't think we should have to stop there. 
Because at the end of this scripture in Revelation, he finishes with a warning. And he says this. Now, here's the warning. You ready? Put your seatbelt on. If you do not repent, if you don't have a mind change, and if you don't fan the flames of of winning these people for Christ, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. (laughs) Everyone say, oh my. (laughs) Thought I was going to say amen, didn't you? Oh me, oh my. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Wow. I, I would say that Jesus is very serious about us reaching our world. And if, in other words, if you don't change right now, you're going to burn out completely. That's basically what he's saying. And you definitely don't want to go there. I went, uh, I'm going to close with this. I went to a, a conference a few weeks ago in Georgetown. And um, there's something that's called Bless Austin. Bless Austin and America Praise. And you can go to blessaustin.com and get more information. But blesseveryhome.com is where I really want you to go to. Blesseveryhome.com. If you want to jot that down, if you want to put it in your phone. Uh, And there's an app that you can get on your phone. You can also do this on your computer. Bless Every Home. And what you do is when you download the app, It'll ask you to, you go into the app, you you have to put your email and your security, of course. And then it asks you for your address. So you you put your address in and you submit that address and then it pops up technology. Because blesseveryhome.com uses technology to God's advantage. And what happens is that your neighborhood pops up through Google Maps. And what What it shows is the people and their names of people that live around you. It's so cool. And what you want to do is, let's go to the next slide. It'll show you like how many households you prayed for. Because when you pray for one of the houses and the names, it lights up red. You, You click it and it'll it'll show red. So what's going to happen when you first get on, it's going to give you five of your neighbors who live around you with their names. And the idea is to call their name out in prayer that God would save them if they're not saved. That's the short story of of this. And and I I went ahead, I downloaded it. Uh, I've been praying for our neighbors next to us and that live back behind us and it's really cool it it gives you the name so i i pray for robert and jill lord that or that if they're not saved that they will be saved and and i go through the five names that they give me and and it says prayed for all like a question mark you say yes and then they light up red like they've been prayed for nothing else is affected there's still the other houses but they're they're still like a gray looking house so that you're going to get color-coded every time you're able to pray for them. And then it'll, if, you can get five new names every day if you want them every day. Or if you want them every week, you can accept them every week. You get an email. 
And the next step is to make contact with them. And and here's what I don't want you to do. Since you know their names, I don't want you to go up to them and say, well, hey, Jack and Jill. I'm Joe, and this is Nancy, my wife. And they say, how did you know our names? We've never met before. Well, don't be creepy about it and say, well, at my church, they told me to get this app, and I got your name, and I've been praying for you that you'd be saved. Barney Five. No, you, you don't want to do that. You, you, you just be cool with them. And, and when, when they're out in their yard, maybe they're working or they're walking the dog, say, hi. You know, my, my name is Joe. What is your name? Well, you already know their name. It's Jack and Jill. But just just be normal. Don't, don't be creepy. I'm just making sure you got that. Ask them their name. And you don't have to tell them, I've been praying for you. No, you just, just say, hey, it's great to meet you. What kind of dog is this? I mean, you know it's a German Shepherd, but you're going to ask anyway. You're, you're, making a, you're making conversation, right? And then as the conversation goes, you, you can start to say, hey, you know what? Um, anything that I can help you pray about, I'm a Christian. I, I go to Life Church. And, uh, I love any special needs. And a lot of times people will be honest with you and, and say, you know what? Yeah, my, my, my mother's in the hospital. She needs prayer. Would you, would you have your church pray? So, Absolutely. Well, then once you've made contact with them, then it turns yellow. You go back in and, and you, you're like, yeah, I made contact with that person. And then the next step is when you see them again, you want to share the gospel. And, it, and you know, this is all timing. This is the work of the Holy Spirit working with you, with these people. But then once you're able to share the gospel, it's like, hey, you know, Jesus loves you. Uh, Christ died on a cross. Once you share the good news, then you can go back in your app and it'll press green for go, like, yay, they're going to heaven. And then the, the, the next one is, is you're discipling them. And maybe it's a, a matter of coming to your church. Maybe you want to take them out to eat uh, as you're building relationship with your neighbors. I mean, there's, there's so many different kind of possibilities. And this is just one way that that we can reach our world for Jesus. Now, I, I know that some of you live uh, in apartments and, and this may not be the app for you. It's not the best way. You, you may just have to meet your neighbors one-on-one and, and not use this app. But some of you that live in houses and neighborhoods, this is a perfect way for you to speak every name. And that's the goal. They want us in this Austin area to speak every name in prayer at least one time in our community that our community has been prayed for. You can get five names a day and pray for them, call them by name. And then the next day you you get another five names. Well, I I just keep praying for the people on my list. I'm going to be honest. I don't even know if I'm saying some of their names right. You know how it goes. There's some names, it's their cultures or, man, I I don't know how to say that. But Lord, you know who they are and I'm saying it the best I can and I'm speaking their name in prayer and I'm speaking, Lord, that they find you as Messiah. As Messiah. It's just another way for us to evangelize. Maybe you're not good with apps. Maybe you don't like this. 
Uh, maybe you just want to go online and print out the names yourself of, of neighbors. Do it, do it however you can. But this is such an awesome opportunity for us to reach our community for Jesus Christ. Bless Austin. Bless Round Rock. Bless Hutto Howe in prayer. Covering them in prayer. Leading them into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if the fire has gone out, one of the best ways to add life is to stop falling away, but start fanning the flames and say, Lord, lay that soul upon my heart. This is what I did at Lowe's. There was another lady that was that worked there and I've been working with her and she said, I don't understand why my life stinks. Because I don't understand why my husband did this. And I he now we're divorced and he's left me with nothing. And you know, it it takes a while. <laughs> it takes some ministering to when you only have just a few seconds at a checkout line. But you know what God allowed us to do? She found a way to forgive her ex-husband and to even forgive her children that had turned their back on her. And now the relationship is restored with her children. And the amazing thing is she came to church last summer and she let me baptize her during a weekday. I'm telling you, there are ways to do it. This is just one of them. Maybe maybe you're working with somebody at the hospitals. Maybe you're working with someone at the nursing homes. I, I, don't, I don't know how you're able to minister, but God is expecting us to minister or the fire is going to go out and he will remove us. So it's important that that doesn't happen. I don't want God to do that to me. Do you? Then how do we do this? The ways that we used to do it may not work anymore. Absolutely. But there are new ways. Go bless somebody with some round rock donuts every so often. Go bless them with some cookies. And when they first move in and say, welcome to the neighborhood, they're going to need some cookies for the price of houses now. They're going to need some groceries. (laughs) Can I get an amen? (laughs) Woo! Going through the sky, isn't it? We have opportunity to help and bless somebody else. Quit thinking about just me, 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 poor little pitiful me. Get out of our pity party and start throwing lifelines out to people who need Jesus because only Jesus can satisfy their souls. Only Jesus. And they can try everything under the book, but they need to go back to the book and realize that Jesus loves them so much. You can be a part of it. Bless Austin. I speak every name and prayer in this community. Let's be part of this new way. This, man, technology is amazing now. What And we can use it for Jesus Christ. So if the fire has gone out, maybe for some of you, even as believers, you feel like the passion has kind of died. Then it's time to come back to Christ and recommit. It's, it's just time. And if this is you, I want you to know it's not the end of the world. 
God gives second chances. So I want you to, everyone to just stand with me today. And God is calling you back. He's saying, I want you to come back to the place. Remember the Andre Crouch song, Take Me Back. Take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received you. Where I first believed. Take me back. That should be our prayer today. And maybe you've never given your life to Christ and you're watching online or here in service, live in service, and maybe you just want to give your life to Christ. Today is the perfect day. It's time to let what God is passionate about become what we are passionate about. So I want you to pray with me. Maybe you've never prayed this kind of a prayer before, but just say, Lord, I realize I'm just a sinner and I need to be saved and I'm only saved by your grace. So I ask you right now to forgive me of my sin, cleanse me of all unrighteousness and may the blood that you shed on Calvary wash away all of my past, all of my sin. Give me a clean slate, oh God. And I pray right now, Lord, that you would just let your Holy Spirit just come and live in me. Revive me, oh God, here in the dead place in my life. And I'm asking, oh God, as I call upon the name of the Lord to save me now, Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. Lord, take me to a higher place in you. You see, I have fallen and and it seems like I can't get up. So take me back to that place, oh God, for I need you. I need you. I need you. It is my prayer, oh God. I ask, Lord, that you would use us, Lord, in this technology of blesseveryhome.com because you died for every person living in those homes. So we want to speak their names in prayer. We want to make contact with them. God, we want to win them over and tell them the gospel story and to help disciple them. You're able to do this, oh God, through us. Yes, us. How? We fan the flames. We are passionate about what you are passionate about. And that's people. We love God. And we love people. And we want to make a difference in the world. Use us, oh God. It is our prayer. It is our prayer. In Jesus' name. I want to end the service today with this song. It's called God of Revival. And I I, I want you to let that passion be restored in your life. Would you just close your eyes and let's just focus on him for a moment.